going on, everybody? Episode six. Episode six of Dead Bat. This, of course, is the Trigger Happy Chatterbox. And this is the world's greatest detective. Now you're probably wondering, holy shit, this audio has gotten hella impressive. Whoa! <laughs> Here's the thing. We've been working so hard to get the audio correct. Uh, today we had a minor slip up, um, but we managed to run to Guitar Center, get that taken care of, all that awesomeness. So me and him... AKA Batman is running two microphones right now. So you let us know within the Facebook um, group page how we're sounding. Yeah, it's almost like we're real podcasters now. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, man, before we get into all the stuff that happened, we do want to let you guys know there will be two episodes that will be leaking this week. We're going to do the traditional episode of Dead Bat right now as you're listening to this Sunday, Sunday night but we do have an episode we want to go ahead and do we're guaranteeing the interview with Grim Slasher, it's going to be sometime within Wednesday or even Tuesday we're definitely going to go ahead and get that taken care of so you're getting two episodes of Dead Bat for the price of one, which is free <laughs> Kyle is like really enjoying the microphone right now All right, it's got a pop filter Oh, yeah. It's really nice. Just the whole nine yards. I appreciate having my own stand. Because <laughs> for those that don't know, we had to share a microphone for the longest time. We were so close. <laughs> <laughs> so um, before we get into any of the news that happened this week, we do want to go ahead and say that uh, please like our official Facebook uh, group page at facebook.com slash dpbats. And our respective Instagram pages at World's Greatest Detective 626 and the Trigger Happy Chatterbox. Go to any of those avenues, comment here on Podbean, something, man. Let us know you're out there. Tell us you like us. Tell us you love us. Tell us you hate us. Say whatever. Just tell us you're out there, please. I feel like we're the only ones. (laughs) (laughs) I will say off the top, um, thank you to everybody who has been rather supportive to us i mean dude you guys have been awesome in terms of just supporting the show supporting everything um i know a few of you guys love the show so thank you so much please send the show out to everybody else um and let them know you know hey we talk about video games comics movies i mean the whole nine in terms of uh geek culture if you want to call it that everything under the nerd sun oh yes kyle we've got a lot of news man Rest in peace, Spider-Man. But yeah, I, I think we should probably save that just just for a little bit here, because man, I know that's gonna be a loaded topic for us to even get into. He's fresh off a rant, guys. We gotta give it some time. We we just came out of five guys, and we were just talking about everything we were basically gonna talk about for the show, and just God damn it, so much came out, good, bad, and ugly. D twenty three was this week. All right. Well, should we should we go ahead and run through the D twenty three announcements? Yeah, let's let's do it. Um, I mean, there's okay, I got I got some here. Okay, I got some here. Cool. So they announced um, what seems to be the uh, the new hotel for Star Wars at Disney. Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, it's called the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser says it will be a new, first-of-its-kind vacation experience where guests will check in for a two-night adventure, two-night adventure aboard a glamorous starship. So this looks like, you know, what they were building, the, uh, the rooms that had um, screens in the windows and stuff like that for. Yeah. Um, it says once on board, guests will interact with characters and become active participants in stories that unfold around them on their galactic journey. Now, notice it says two nights, so it looks like they're limiting attendance. Um, I know there are some people that'll max out the credit card and stay a whole week. I would do that shit. (laughs) (laughs) But they seem to be limiting attendance to two nights. Uh, What do you you think about the new Star Wars hotel and the concept that it is a, a star cruiser in space? That's not bad. I mean, that sounds pretty cool. Um, would I actually go ahead and do it? I mean, I don't really know. Um, you're the bigger Star Wars fan than I am. I mean, I know maybe 
the quintessential things to know. I, I mean, also, you know, Knights of the Old Republic, and then now the movie we were talking about just when you got over here, because we've been, you know, talking for hours, guys. He got here at noon, and we just, like, kicked it from there. Uh, the Mandalorian, speak of Star Wars, you know? Like, you got me hooked on Star Wars shit now, and I hate you for it. And you're grinning hardcore, yep. Yep. like, yep. right behind yep. the microphone. Yep. But uh, what do I think about a Star Wars hotel? I mean, it's an Iger idea. It sounds like this is a Bob Iger idea instead of anything else. And it's a good idea. I think, if anything, it's, uh, it's going to bring more fan interaction than if you didn't have it. Yeah. I, I, well, I think that's Disney's shtick at this point is, like, you've got a bunch of themed hotels and a themed hotel room and all that stuff. Um, and it's also a great way to compete with Universal. Because mm-hmm. Universal has some themed hotels, but they're not tied to IP as far as I know. Um, which is, it, it seems to be something special that Disney does. Um, the other thing we've got is uh, Epcot at Disney World is uh, going through a remodel. Uh, it will include the Journey of Water inspired by Moana. It is a first ever experience based on the Walt Disney Animation Studios hit film Moana. It'll let guests interact with magical living water in a beautiful, inspiring setting. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting to see them doing something with Epcot. I don't think they've touched that park in a while. Yeah. As far as uh, remodels. So uh, also, at Disney California Adventure and Disneyland Paris... They are building uh, immersive superhero-themed lands. And at D23, it was announced that one of those lands will be called Avengers Campus. Yeah, I believe I saw that one, too. That was huge. Um, When guests visit Avengers Campus, they will become part of an interconnected global story that spans from California to Paris to Hong Kong, with the Avengers recruiting new extraordinary people to join them. So it, it... it kind of seems like they're doing what Galaxy's Edge does, which is takes you and puts you into that world, um, which I'm down for. Like, we're not going to get it in Orlando, but west of the Mississippi, yeah. Um, so what you're telling me is California is getting this, and this is another incentive for us to go to California. Yes. Well, okay. this is so this is part of uh part of what you wanted to talk about this episode, which is the uh Marvel debacle and them selling their properties. Yes. They sold the theme park rights to Universal. And in the contract, it says that you can't build any any Marvel themed theme parks anywhere east of the Mississippi. Um so Universal has a lock on, you know, Marvel Superhero Island. That's not going anywhere as far as I know. Uh, They have it down there in Islands of Adventure. And Disney said it would honor its previous contracts, so we'll see how long that one stays in place. Yeah. But that's why it's coming everywhere except for Orlando. Okay. Um, So Avengers Campus. Looks like they're doing something with Tron. Um, But... You know, let's be real. Ewan McGregor's coming back as Obi Wan, guys. Yeah, it's the thing we I think we a lot of us care of us. Like we don't we don't really. That was that was that was the big announcement. And, yeah. Um, and you know, I'm happy for Ewan, and I'm glad he gets to reprise his role as that character because I think he really enjoyed it. Um. I want to know what they're gonna do. I think it's gonna tie in between episodes three and four, and it's gonna show us what Obi Wan did on Tatooine that whole time. Um, I mean, there's some books and stuff that cover that in the Legends uh, area of things. But it'll be interesting to see a movie interpretation. Um, And I'll just be glad to see Ewan have a lightsaber again. Let's be real. Yeah, most definitely. Um, You did mention some of the the stuff that I didn't want to talk about being uh, Marvel and Disney. Um, So for those that are kind of in the know-how... Everybody knows that at some point uh, Marvel sold the rights for a lot of their characters to different areas. And 
we're talking about Spider-Man and how he no longer is part of the MCU, and it's stuff that we're feeling right now. It was 99 they sold the rights. It's, dude, it's been 20 years since that ever happened, and we're still feeling the effects of it. Uh, for those that don't know necessarily why they sold the rights, well, Marvel in 1996 was not doing good. As a matter of fact, they were on the point of Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Um, so many things were going just downhill in terms of their comic sales. Because here's the thing, and I know Kyle's going to definitely agree with me on this one. DC was already backed. They got backing from Warner Brothers. That means, I mean, hey, they could they can fail and they can pick their asses back up. Marvel can't do that. That's the problem is Marvel doesn't have that. They didn't have that corporate backing to make sure that they were going to stay afloat. Yeah. And now that they've got it through Disney, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, and this is to the point of the whole Spider-Man thing. I don't know what the point is uh, or what the validity would be of them trying to buy the Spider-Man property back from Sony. Like you were just telling me in the car that Sony dropped a, a what was a $30 billion deal to get mm-hmm. all of Spider-Man, yep. like all of it, merch, everything. Yeah. Um, which is petty. That's real petty. But you know Disney's got more than 30 bills sitting around. Oh, yeah. They, they, of course they do. Like, that's just their savings account. <laughs> Damn. Let's, let's be... Let's, They've been let's, waiting for a rainy day for this shit. Let's be real. They've got more than 30 bill in the bank. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, can, they can drop it on... Um, on Spider-Man if they want to. And as a matter of fact, uh, they don't have to take the deal. They can say no, but they'll also be waving goodbye to Spider-Man forever. Like, at that point, do we see Spider-Man in Marvel Comics anymore? Or does he become his own thing? Good question. He'd he'd basically be like, Todd McFarlane's, you know... He'd be like Spawn. Yeah, he would be like Spawn, being his own kind of character. Which means getting a comic every now and then, maybe. Yeah, just getting fucked all over the place. Like, it sucks to say it that way, but it is the truth. And for those that are kind of trying to piece together a bit of what me and Kyle are saying, we're saying that because of what happened in 96 and 99, we're still feeling the effects of copyrighted things that Marvel and Disney do not currently own that they're either trying to work deals under and they're falling flat on their ass or where they bought companies and bought things that before, like around, we were talking about this 2013, 2014 with Fox not being, you know, in the state that they are in being merged with, you know, Disney and Marvel, they were their own company and Mm -hmm. they were not wanting to share the rights period. Yeah. Now, Now, but so what do you think of the reports that, um, Stan Lee's daughter came out and said that Disney treated him poorly. They could do one of two things. They could A, respond to the claims, which I think would just bury them because no yeah, one PR. I don't know that they're going to. I don't think they're going to touch that one. Like, that's the thing. If It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. It It's damned if you do being... You responded, I'm going to make a basketball reference, you Kevin Duranted all over Twitter deciding to respond to something you didn't need to respond to. You could have left that one alone like you just said. If you don't, every well, other person from that point forward looks at that and they're like, wow, you've ignored Stanley's daughter. And yeah, she yeah, yeah. Had- which is my point. Like, is it better to say, hey, no, we didn't. Like, we always had his vision in mind, which... I don't know that that's true because the characters that we've seen are pretty removed from the comics. Um, do I think they respect the IP? Yeah. Um, if for no other reason than it makes money. Um, and a lot of it. So, I don't know. I saw that report come out and I was like, I don't know what to make of that. It's a heavy it's a heavy statement that she made and it and it sucks because I remember the last part of her statement she was like nobody has disrespected my father's properties more than Marvel and Disney executives. When I read that I was like, "Oh, like you guys done fucked up now because 
his own daughter is now making the claim that you've messed around with these properties in an even worse way than we've ever had with any other studio who's ever messed with it. Lionsgate with the Punisher shit. Um, the people who did the Daredevil movie in 03, they haven't done as worse of a job making those movies than Disney and Marvel executives. You see how you can spin that, though? Yeah. Like, you could spin that and make it in a, in, a, in a whole different direction where they did better of a job with the characters they owned at the time than Marvel and Disney executives right now, currently in 2019. It's not true, but you could spin that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just... It's a little concerning. And it's... it's The whole Spider-Man thing is really concerning. And I know Kevin Feige... Um, released a uh, a statement on it saying it wasn't a deal meant to last forever and we know but the way that it's happening and the way that he's exiting sucks because i think what everybody imagined was you know sony and and marvel studios shaking hands and parting ways because at the end of the day they both made their money they're both happy with the product and they go home but that's not what we're getting here what we're getting is to billion dollar companies squabbling over millions um and tugging the fans along in like a dirty divorce you know you're definitely right i um we talked about this as well guys we had a me and kyle haven't seen each other in about what three weeks it's been a while been a while so we we caught up a little bit and we we do call each other about news as a matter of fact i was I was heading home and it was raining and I got a text from Kyle and it was bruh and it was just the the link to the the site of it and I click it and I'm like I couldn't even believe it. I couldn't. You were the first one. I think you and then I don't know if it was Tony aka Grim Slasher who gave me the message too because he usually sends me news as well. Yeah. Um, But I remember you were the first one that gave me the news and I was just like whoa wait a minute like holy shit like they had a chance to score a deal. By the way for those that don't even know on what deal was being made, what deals whatsoever. So Marvel had 5% at the beginning of this whole thing, which is very little. Now here's, here's the thing with this up front. It's, we have to tag an allegedly here because nobody really knows what the negotiation is behind the scenes. I got you. Allegedly. It's, it's it's Sony saying one thing, Marvel saying the other. Yeah. Um, but the most concrete story we have right now, which, you know, it's half dry concrete. Yeah. Is uh, that Marvel was getting 5% of the first dollar in their in their deal. And the first dollar is a practice where uh, the company gets 5% of the box office money. So Far From Home made over a billion. Marvel got 5% of that billion and the rest of it went to Sony. Um, Sony wanted to keep their deal the same. Marvel wanted more money. That's what we heard. Um, I guess a 70-30 split was offered too, and that was also turned down. So, it's just, it's crazy, man. Like, I understand that Tom Holland's Spider-Man is a big thing now. Because it's in the MCU, and it's canon. And there's a whole lot of merch out there for him. Um... Probably just as much as, uh, you know, animated Spider-Man and Sam Raimi's Spider-Man and all that stuff. So it's concerning to see these companies uh, be more willing to hurt the fans than come to an agreement. Because if you guys love the fans, you wouldn't do this. Like, you're not... Yeah. At that point, it's more about the money than about the people. And it's, and it's the thing of recognition also on Feige's part. You know, I know he doesn't care at some point for money. A lot of the executives, they, they want their piece of the pie as well. Feige just wants to create great stories and put out great things, even though he is president. Don't get me wrong, guys. But most of the time, and this is this is based off of interviews and some of the quotes he's made, some of the press releases that have come out, he's a guy that cares about storytelling, great storytelling. I mean, his resume goes as far back as the first Spider-Man movie under a very small role, and the irony about it is 
he was under Avi Arad, which if you guys are like, oh, shit, like, yeah, the same dude who pushed Sam Raimi out of the damn door in terms of Spider-Man 3. So Feige has one hell of a fucking pedigree when it comes to his resume. So when it comes down to what me and me and Kyle are talking about, it overall sucks with the Spider-Man situation because you had 70-30. And I told, I told you, man, they should have taken the deal. It was 70-30. You had 30% of creative interest in Spider-Man, Venom, Morbius, the fucking Sinister Six. You had a shot at it, and you just let it go. Yeah. You pull the Charlotte Hornets and let Tom Holland walk for nothing. Yeah. The kid practically is going to go through depression for the next couple years here. I wouldn't put it that far. I, I, mean, I don't think so. Based off of the, the the statement, I mean, I mean, I know he's grateful. Me, let me take a step back. I know he's grateful. He said that in the press release that from the bottom of his heart, he loves every single one of us, and he was grateful for the experience. Okay, I feel for this kid, man. I really do. I feel like he has the best of both when it comes to Spider-Man, when it comes to Tobey Maguire, and when it comes to Andrew Garfield. And I know some people are going to groan and moan when they hear Andrew Garfield. But let me tell you, he was great as Spider-Man. He was shitty as Peter Parker. Andrew Garfield is Cougar. (laughs) Hey, Cougar. (laughs) Peter Parker with a skateboard. Cougar. All right. (laughs) That's going to be great to re-listen to. Anyway. Oh, yeah, um, most definitely. But you get my point, man. Like, they let him walk for nothing, man. I don't know. Well, I don't know that Sony's going to let him walk, though. Well, I mean, I mean the I think, deal. My I think, bad. I should have said well, that. Yeah, I, I, think, I think he's still going to be portraying the characters, so. He said he was going to. Uh, he said he doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what area he's in. He still wants to play Spider-Man. I think it's the fact of not working for Kevin anymore. Yeah. You know, like even Jeremy Renner was saying some shit on Twitter. My man is like really asking them to reconsider and get Spider-Man back. Ryan Reynolds had a couple things to say on Twitter as well. I I don't even remember what he said, but I know, you know, they asked him about the whole Spider-Man thing. Can you say anything? He kind of just like tiptoed around it. He did the Heisman towards it. That's that's how you got to handle it. Um. Yeah, it sucks, man. On a brighter note, I do want to point out that it's the 10th anniversary of Arkham Asylum. Yes. I remember I remember the first time I played that game. Um We lived in a kind of like a double wide trailer. Um It was like a, you know, it looked like a house, but it was on cinder blocks. So, bruh. But there was like a, a downstairs and that's where we had all of our uh, all of our gaming equipment uh, i.e. just a PlayStation 3 and a monitor you know what i mean and um it wasn't like a big downstairs it was like a thug downstairs it was like a it was like a two step pat pat you know <laughs> <laughs> and you were and you were downstairs but i remember playing Batman Arkham Asylum the demo for the first time ever in uh-huh. 2009 and then I remember my mom coming downstairs and saying, hey, what are you watching? And I said, I'm not watching it, mom. I'm playing it. It's a game. It's Batman Arkham Asylum. She was like, that's that's a game? What do you mean that's a game? And I was like, it's a game. Look. And, and I, I was moving Batman around. And she was like, that's that's crazy. And I was like, I know. And it was it was at that point that I became a rock steady stan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, I hear you, man. Uh, as a matter of fact, a uh, good good friend of mine had the game, and I played it at his house. And I was just blown away over what this game was looking like. Way ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. Oh, for sure. It was it was some combination of the realism, uh, the cape physics, uh, and the fact that you had Conroy and Hamill reprise their roles is what made that game really, really special. And that's the thing. Like, when you look at Asylum, you look at City, you look at Night, any one of those games, they were built off this very first game that came out. And, I mean, it was, 
I'm not going to call it the Genesis because I know we're talking about video games and people will get that misconstrued with the Sega Genesis. Sega! <laughs> but it was the Genesis. Let's play Echo. Uh, yeah, no, right. <laughs> in the clip, we're going to put an Echo for that. But it was the Genesis of really just open world, just superhero games. Because, I mean, look what came out of it. Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't think Spider-Man's a carbon copy. No, no, no. Um, I think it was inspired, though, by it. No, you're right. But that that's that's more of a, a copy of um, their previous title. I forget what it was. I think it was a Microsoft exclusive. Um, speaking of games, you guys got a sale going on for PS4, so go snag that up. You've got the August summer savings sale until September 3rd. So Hey, my birthday. Hey, bud. Yeah, there you go. I oh, but before we continue on the summer sale, I just want to let you guys know that my boy came in here and got me some pretty cool birthday stuff. Got me a kick-ass Deadpool mug, and he got me some really cool Deadpool figurines. And uh, if he's listening right now to the show, he got me something to remind me of... Uh, Tim over in Clearwater. We love you, Tim. Love you, buddy. Um, but yeah, I, I got a business trip on the third, so I brought I brought John some stuff. But yeah, you've got a sale going on until the third. Snap those deals up because there are some games on the PlayStation Store for four or five bucks right now, and that's uh, that's not a bad deal. Um, I think Amazon's doing a deal as well. Uh, don't just don't. Amazon has some weird deals going on right now where you you buy a game full price and you get one half off. It's you know, I, I like my physical media and that's what you'd be getting from Amazon, but at this point it's all digital and we all know GameStop's dying. Um I went in there the other day and that's where I got the stuff from John from. And the lady at the counter was like, Hey, just letting you know your your power up pro rewards is uh is uh, is dead um you can re-up for for fifteen dollars a a year and you get uh you get all of your rewards and you're still earning points but you'll earn double if you get the power up rewards and i just had this awkward moment where i had to like teeth grit and smile at her across the (laughs) counter because like i didn't want to ask her if she heard about game informer but that's something too. Did you hear about this? Did you hear about Game Informer? I, I, I here's the thing with Game Informer. I will say it like this: if uh, if anyone works at GameStop and I decide to buy a game from there, which no, um, if I buy a game from GameStop, I don't want to get this. Hey, do you want to get a subscription to Game Informer magazine? I've gotten that every single time I have walked in there. And don't get me wrong, I respect you employees for doing your job. But I don't want a magazine. But no, well, I've not heard of what you're talking about. So, so this is this is why I ask because we, you know GameStop is going through some remodels. Yes, they are. Um, from like the top down, they're trying to reevaluate and keep box office stores alive, right? Okay. They're going the way of Blockbuster. They're in denial. <laughs> Let's be real. It's what it is. Yeah. As much as I hate it, because you know I love my physical media, and I also love being able to go and get pre-owned games cheap. That's nice, but. Recently, I think it was about a week ago, um, Game Informer actually laid off a bunch of employees. It yeah. Was, it was a little over 100, I want to say. I don't know the exact number, but I know it was around or a little over 100. Um, and that's part of their big restructuring. So it's that's kind of a mess for the people that are left because now they have to figure out how to put out the same product with half the people. So it's like you've got to double your workload on everybody. Yeah. Um, but that's crazy. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't even know what to say about that one. Because I know they did a, a, a bunch of restructuring on their executive level. And then they did close a few stores as well. And it's rumored that they're going to go to a system where they make it kind of like a gaming bar kind of deal like not serving alcohol obviously but like um they're trying to figure out how to get people in the store that's number one right so they're gonna be like hey we're having a smash tournament come down play 
um, like a like you know like what you would see in a comic store today. Yeah. Um, you know, you come down, you play some D and D, you buy some drinks or something while you're there, trying to make it a more chill, inclusive hangout space than like a a retail store. I think GameStop really, really needs that facelift, but I also think that uh, you're going to see a lot less GameStops around if they go that way. I think I can answer your question, too. Um, both of us, at some point, or we still do, we work in retail stores, and I mean, me and Kyle have a good basis over what would sell and what doesn't sell, and how you can definitely still reach the masses of millennials and post-millennials. And one of the ways you could do it, I mean, social interaction sells. Like, I know this is not a business kind of podcast, but the one thing that you and me both know is social interaction sells. Well, it's it's different for different people because I know when I go into GameStop, you're more personable than I am. Because um, I know when I go into GameStop and they're like, hey, you need any help finding anything? And even if I do need help finding something, I'll be like, no. Because <laughs> I just I would rather look for something myself and find it myself than ask for help, um, because you know people are just scary sometimes. I understand. Um, I can only give you my blockbuster stories that I've had. It's how you be an introvert, you know? Yo, I feel you. I do blockbuster memories. Yeah, I um, remember going into a blockbuster, renting a movie like every weekend. And watching that thing and turning it back in the next day. I also remember Heroclix coming out. And they were in Blockbuster. Mm. And that was the first experience I'd ever had with them. I was like, what are these? Like, I never got any. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, just recently did I get into it. Um, Can't play it, though, because there's no no community for it. No Kala. Motherfucker. Uh, (laughs) But... (laughs) But yeah, I was like, what are these? And I think that was my first uh, toe in the water, uh, save for Batman 89 and um, the Raimi Spider-Man films with comics, was seeing these little plastic figurines on dials and going, what game is that? That Mm. looks cool. Um, But yeah, I remember going to Blockbuster and like, I don't want GameStop to go the same way. You have to... You have to realize that their their business practices have got them in this predicament. Oh, for sure. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they they did perfect business up oh. to this point. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I'm just um, I'm just I'm just saying because you and me, if we ran something like look, let's throw a little hypothetical for the fans here. If we threw something like a dead bat store, and like we had ourselves like again social interaction being the thing, because if it were me, I met a lot of really cool people. In blockbusters, people are like, what kind of blockbuster do you fucking go to? I'm just like, listen, the ones where we know the 16, 17-year-old peeps were working at this thing. And, of course, they didn't like their job. We understand. But, you know, hey, you come across that time where you're looking for a brand new release. I hate doing this shit every day. Oh, man, I'm just looking for a movie. Can you help me? You know what was great is uh, they had um, popcorn at the counter. Oh, yeah, the ones that were right next to the register. You remember that? Oh, yeah. I remember those, and I remember the, stu- the those green apple gummies. Yep. I yep. used to get those all yep. the time. Yep. Dude, I remember, and I know we're riffing here, but this is about how Dead Bat works. It's just two friends talking over coffee. That's how it goes. Get used to it. We- <laughs> <laughs> That's I remember, really what it is, though. I remember, I think it was Spider-Man 2 coming out. Spider-Man 2. Maybe 3. It was later. Um... I remember they had a life-size Sam Raimi Spider-Man statue at at the checkout. And it was like, hey, if you want to buy it, it's two grand. And I was like, I didn't understand money because I was like six. Mm. So I was like, mom, Spider-Man, mom, get it, mom. And she's like, it's two grand. I'd have to max out like four cards. (laughs) Mom, please, it's (laughs) Spider-Man. <laughs> Everything went out the window. It was just Everything Spider-Man. went out of the window. I was like, it's Spider Man, I want it. Oh my god. But yeah, I don't I don't want them to go the same way as Blockbuster and to do that they're gonna have to make some really, really smart moves and some really smart choices. They're gonna have to. Um everybody at Game Informer watch out. Cause I don't wanna say it, 
but I feel like the rest of Game Informer is going to go the same way eventually. Because, like, if you're trying to get people into the store, the magazine is just, like, excess weight, right? Yeah. Like, that's, like, the first thing you would cut, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, what is that doing for you if it's not promoting the store? Yeah. No doubt. Like, uh, to, uh, to go on the fact of how GameStop has evolved since, I think the first signs of me really seeing how bad their company has... I mean, we've heard of really crazy GameStop stories in the past by, like, friends who've worked there. Or just go on YouTube. Just type in GameStop stories. You're going to find a crap ton. And it's just your your mind is completely blown over just what happens in this. Um, I had somebody in an Xbox party once. He talked about this. I'm not going to air his name out. But um, it was a group of friends that I role-played with on roleplayer.me. Yeah, you know. You know I'm deep into characters when I'm doing shit like that, like when I'm writing for characters. But nonetheless, um, he talked about how, and this is his words, not mine. If you ever work in GameStop, you will hate video games. That's what he said. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, they don't, you go into that job thinking, oh, okay, cool. You know, you're selling video games. That's something that people would like to do. Sure. But no, this is... It's gotten so much more corporate than the days of EB Games and Rhinos and all those other ones. Because like you would you would think it was like one of those jobs where you are able to communicate with people who have the same interest as you. You know, people come in and say, "Hey, I'm looking for an open world action game." Oh, well, you know, Spider Man PS4, great. You know, I I love that game. I platinum did. I did this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it opens the door to conversation. You have a positive experience. You want to come back. But now it's like, get your shit and get out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yo, it's the it's the Walmart of video game stores. And it's crazy because you can buy Walmart video game stores there too. But like, we'll find an old vintage like Hollywood video somewhere in a dirt town. Or we'll find like a Rhinos or an EB Games. Which that's funny. The last one that's up there is in Canada. The last blockbuster. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make a trip out to the last blockbuster one day. Oh, yeah. I feel like I gotta. I feel like I owe it to the last blockbuster. I think that's what's missing out of culture. What's their corporate look like? If it's one store, does the CEO work at the store? For those that are probably wondering I'm look why I'm up. being so quiet, is because I'm giving the face of despair. Because I know he's being absolutely truthful and how sad it's gotten. There's only one blockbuster in the world, and it's just like, bro. While he's looking that up, Kyle likes it when I get absolutely upset over comic books. Google, Google. One of the frequently asked questions on Google is, is Blockbuster still a company? (laughs) So Kyle likes it when I get upset over comic books, because it just, it makes him laugh to no end. But... Apparently, we have another comic, and just Marvel doesn't seem to get the picture of Stop Pissing Me Off. But uh, there's a Captain Marvel issue that came out, and I got to read it. And it's going to burn my entire eyeballs off, and he's going to laugh at every bit of this while he's looking this while he's looking up the blockbuster facts. I'm going to read this to you. This is actually coming from uh, Andrew Dice in Comic News. Get ready. Captain Marvel is turning evil to kill the Avengers. What? I'm not shitting you. Uh, 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 no. I'll read you. I'll read you the synopsis. Hold on. Explain. Okay. Captain Marvel is losing her powers in comics, but Carol Danvers's life is going to get even more interesting once she takes a stunning turn towards the dark side. I see what you did there. Marvel has revealed Carol's new look with a new costume comes a new mission. Kill the Avengers. It turns out that recent storylines that made Captain Marvel the most hated hero on Earth may have pushed her far from humanity than her critics expected. The new plot synopsis and cover art shows Carol's shift from light to dark without any words needed. But as comic fans would imagine how good her new suit would look in a live-action movie... Her quest to kill her former Avenger teammates is a story MCU fans 
won't forget to see or won't want to see, but will still get to decide for themselves when this new arc, The Last Avenger, begins in pages of Captain Marvel issue 12 this November. Bruh. All right. All right. Now. Hold up. Don't do it. No. Oh, my God. I'm. Oh, my Jesus Christ. You got to be fucking kidding me. I saw the picture. Do you want my, do you want to know my response? Send it. Remember that X that Cyclops had on his face? That stupid little X? Yeah. She made that shit look good. Bruh. What the fuck? She got a damn star on her face and it covers her face. Damn. A nutless monkey can draw better than this. I'm sorry, Marvel. You've pissed me off with like Deadpool is is after is after Wolverine or before Wolverine, the Phoenix gun, because that fucking doesn't make any sense. And now Captain Marvel looks like a goddamn North Star. Jesus. All right. With pubes. I'm gonna press a pause on the on the rage button. I've got I've got some info. Oh, you got some info? Yeah, I, yeah, need, yeah. I need to cool off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the blockbuster this. locations location that exists today, put that S in parentheses, are franchises franchise that license the name Blockbuster from Dish Network. Dish Network bought the failed video chain after it declared bankruptcy in 2010. Uh, the Bend Store, which is the last Blockbuster, uh, is owned by local business owner Ken Tischer. So, uh, yeah. So Dish Network owns Blockbuster now. Well, shit. Unpause. I'm going to show Kyle the picture of this fuck right now. Look at this shit. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what is that? What is that? Huh? I'm sorry, man. What is this? Is my fucking question. That looks like an It's Android. bad enough that she is the character she is. But dude. That looks like an android. That's weird. It looks like one of the fucking aliens. Not aliens. It looks like one of the fucking robots from Fallout 4. Or the like, ones that um, sell you the items and shit. For some reason, like, it's got a weird resemblance that, like, reminds me of the Geth in Mass Effect. Like, it doesn't have the weird craning neck, but it's got, like, the same robotic look. Good call, because that, that's a great interpretation of what it looks like. I'm not being sarcastic. It really is what it looks like. Listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. I'm going to try to get out of my system, and then we can move the fuck on, okay? Because we have really good news to say. That was just really bad news. I want to get that out of the way. What in the hell did they decide they want to give a star to this woman's face? How the fuck can you see? I'm sure it's see-through. She probably will fail her driving test if she uses that fucking helmet. Well, what if she doesn't have eyes anymore? I don't need you to troll me any more than you are right now. That's a full face, John. She could have no face. It's Schrodinger's face. You don't know if it's there or not. It looks like a goddamn scrotum. Still better than the Clone Saga. I need you to shut the fuck up. (laughs) I need you to shut the fuck up. I just I just can't believe they are fucking that character up. Really? You can't? She went from Warbird, Miss Marvel, which was dope as shit. I liked every bit of that character, to Captain Marvel, which was kind of iffy because I didn't know how the fuck they were going to take it, to whatever the movie fucking agenda was pushing. See, this. We'll see one day I want Captain America and Captain Marvel to square up and say there can only be one. There could only be one. <laughs> I um, didn't do it. Oh my <laughs> Nani? Nani? Oh my god. There you go, Dan the Spider Man. We gave it to you. Okay. So we have some good news. Let's move on to the rest of the shows, the movies, everything that got leaked for D23. Bro, all right. Hey, 
This probably didn't come out at D23, but clone commandos are coming to Battlefront 2. <laughs> yes, finally, please. Please. I've been asking for that for a while. Um, and uh, His excitement really showed here. Bro, okay, well, it kind of makes me hope they're going to bring clone commandos back in Star Wars. Okay. Because, like, we haven't seen very... They, they cameoed in the Clone Wars, which was the animated show. And I'm talking the original four. I'm talking... Um, Three eight six two oh seven and forty, which is um, the the four that you you play as. Well, you you play as three eight, but it's the four you play with in uh, Republic Commando. Yeah, and they cameoed in the Clone Wars, uh, and we saw Gregor, which was another Republic Commando in the Clone Wars, and that was it. So. I want I want them to make a comeback. Mm-hmm. If you want a gritty movie, I want a Republic Commando movie. I can see that. And if not that, an Imperial Commando movie. Yeah. Can you imagine like a team of Imperial Commandos being tasked to hunt down Jedi? That'd be a clean movie. Disney, you need to get on this right now. Yeah, you just film it from the ground, like. Yeah. Like a um. You know, like a like a almost like a Saving Private Ryan movie. Yeah, guerrilla style. Yep. Oh yeah, I know. I love that style because I mean they did that for Predator, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Did that, that shit for Predator and it made it even awesome. Like, uh, so I'd be I'd be super down for that. Um, I know. I know we definitely got to get into because man, you when the, the the news got leaked over the three shows they were gonna put for Disney Plus. You know that. Uh, oh, by the way, so my uh, my beautiful mother is walking in as we're recording. It's all good. We're just gonna wing this. Well, we got so we got one more, which is um, you know you can you can be as bitter about this as you want to be, but Sony bought uh, Insomniac. That's something else in gaming news. Well, they said their focus was gonna be open world action games. Yeah. Guess what Spider Man is. Open world action game. I know. So I like Spider Man Two PS4 confirmed. There's a silver lining, John. Don't be such a pessimist. Fuck. Listen, <laughs> listen. I'm gonna be. You know me. I'm going to be pessimistic as hell about this because you know the whole Sony thing. But you did. I will give you points for this. You did turn around and tell me that John. It's not the movies. It's the video games. They've done really good. Have faith. Yeah, you, you told me that. You played Spider Man PS4. I loved it. Clean. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Like, the question is, will they remain, like, uh, will will they still allow Marvel properties in those games? And we'll have to see. Only time will tell. But the the other question is, will it suffer? Because Spider-Man PS4 had references. Um, it had a, a Marvel villain, I think, Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other ones were Spider-Man affiliated. So, like... They can't. Is it actually going to hurt? Because there were some Avengers references in there, but that was it. Yeah, the Sanctum Santorum was in there. Yeah, I think Avengers even, Tower. Yeah, well, I think even if you pulled those out, the game wouldn't suffer for it. I know, but it's always good to know that it's it's connected. I, just I, say, I think it's a no extra special. You're not wrong, I'm just saying. You're not wrong in what you're saying. If you take it out of the game, it doesn't really well, well, suffer as much. Well, so do you think this is the games are going to be just a different venture? So we're going to have, like, uh, the Marvel stuff in the games. And then the Marvel movie stuff is just going to be where Sony and Marvel have some contention. I think if you were to not mention in an MCU-less Spider-Man game, I think it will do just fine because Spider-Man is one of those characters that has a big basis that you could make maybe two, three games out of. What's well, the thing? Because spoilers, they teased Venom for uh, Spider-Man PS4. So, if you're just gonna do um, Spider-Man affiliated characters for Spider-Man PS4, then we're golden. You know, you don't have to throw any Marvel people in there. Although my one, my one nerd hope, the one thing my nerd heart wishes for, is that, that Spider-Man PS4. 
is tied to the Square Enix Avengers game. Because how great would it be to get him as a DLC character or something? Oh, yeah. Um, With my, my man Yuri doing the voice for Spider-Man, which he does the best impersonation of Spider-Man. It's really good. It is. It really is. Um, so, yeah, we have that going on. Um, and I know a lot of people were talking about the Phase 5 movie that got leaked along with it, which, of course, if you're under a rock, you should know what Black Panther is. Well, we got a fucking sequel coming. Uh, May 6, 2023. That's a long way out. Yeah. For a Black Panther sequel? Mm-hmm. It will... It, Why are they sleeping on that? I, I think they want to hold... They've got a lot of big properties for Are they phase just five. waiting... To bring in big Avengers until they introduce new people in the next phase? Yeah, what, what's going on here, and, and for those that are probably confused, what they're going to do for 4 is they're going to... They're really fleshing out the Disney Plus shows. Because they've got a subscription service they got to make money off of. They've got demands they got to put for this. So, with that being said, they got to really do this thing. Now, with Phase 4, I could see them just pushing the shows and having people just pay for it and be like, Hey, Netflix... We managed to pull off some impossible shit. We got people to go ahead and not not only invest in just the shows, but the movies that coincide with it. Because that's the one thing DC hasn't done yet, is just coincide the shows with the movies. I mean, we've heard references, but that's the same thing with Marvel. What's the difference? Well, well yeah, well, that's the one thing that I argue Marvel hasn't been able to do yet. I mean, sure, we've heard references that, um, you know, we've heard about the Battle of New York and Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, We've heard a bunch of different references to the MCU in the shows, but they've never actually taken the leap to interconnect the movies with the shows. Um, uh, unless you count the one time Sif showed up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think. Mm-hmm. Um, short of that, they've kind of ignored each other. Um, but it would be very, very interesting to see the... Uh, see the movies tie in with the shows for, yeah. for any one of these like if you told me titans was canon in the bvs universe dope i'm down you know i could believe it yeah so like and and to that point i watched episode two of titans i told you we were going to take this episode by episode um episode two of titans i believe it is called hawk and dove hawk and dove are characters that i haven't heard of before um and I did like them. I liked their costumes. Um, it 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 wasn't lost on me that you had three bird superheroes fighting in the same alley, uh, Hawk, Dove, and Robin. Um, seeing that Robin had a thing with Dove was surprising. That was surprising to me. Um, him. Him trying to dump uh, Raven on Hawk and Dove, that didn't surprise me at all. Not at all. <laughs> I was like, that kid was raised by Bruce. He's going to do that shit. <laughs> he, he's going to be like, nah, I'm not about to take care of this kid. That's not me. Well, let me ask you this. What do you think of Titans uh, so far? Uh, I'm warming up to it. I'm only on episode two. Um, I haven't seen any more Beast Boy. I don't think I've seen any more Starfire. Uh, episode two seemed to be very Raven Robin focused. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Uh, I, I think the more they develop the characters, the more I'm going to like it. Mm -hmm. um, but as of now, like Raven is just a little cringe for me. I gotcha. Um, I'm liking Robin so far. I'm liking this interpretation of Dick Grayson. Um, And I, I know it's one of those things where you can't compare it to the old animated show, but I'm missing Cyborg. I understand. And I know he was a Justice League member first. Like, that's how it happened in the comics. But, like, you gotta... I feel like Cyborg just gave this perfect blend to balance everything out. I think one of the reasons why also, too, is in the DC Universe, you also have Doom Patrol. And I know he was pseudo in there and like mm. they they i feel like if you put cyborg in the doom patrol and the titan show i mean don't get me wrong if we had to choose between titans and doom patrol i'm choosing titans because 
A, you think of Cyborg when you think of Titans, you know? Yeah. That That's the thing. I totally agree. That's the one thing that was missing out of this thing. Yeah. But I think that's that had something to do with it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's warming up on me. Um, I think it's kind of messed up to like, because I think they introduced, and this is spoilers, but, you know, you're, you're hearing me talk about the episodes. You've probably seen them. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. I think it's kind of messed up that I think they killed Dove in the same episode they introduced her. Which was like, don't give me those shifty eyes. <laughs> but I was like, bruh, you know? So, I, yeah. I don't know. It, it, with the, with that shift, maybe she'll be back. I did tell you one um, thing. We were, we were, of course, we told you earlier in the podcast, we went to Five Guys. Um, I did talk about Jason Todd in this. Now, he already knows Jason's in the show, but I don't think we've really gotten to just dive right in. The only thing I will say towards you, man is that you're going to love Jason in this show. Uh, I know. I, I loved his snark. Oh, yeah. Like, I saw the trailer, and I was like, that's Jason. Yeah, it totally is. Um, And it's just, again, DC's doing okay in terms of shows, in my opinion. They could always do better. They've got a lot of room for improvement. I mean, a lot of room for improvement. But they they understand, in my opinion some of the storytelling elements that would make them successful. Give me, some, a movie or, give me a movie or a show that ties in with Rebirth. That would be really cool. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, it, it would be hard to plan, obviously, because you've got, uh, what, issues coming out bi-weekly? Yeah. Something like that. So you'd have to plan it way, 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 way in advance. Yeah. Um, and that'd probably be difficult to do oh yeah now speaking of other shows too uh bouncing from dc to marvel marvel to dc uh there was three shows that were definitely leaked a couple days ago um i'll go to the first one uh miss marvel which is of course uh you guys are like oh what do you guys mean kamala khan for those that are not really sure i never was a big fan i never was um She's a cool character. She has a little bit of the Plastic Man elements along with uh, Captain Marvel's powers. But I never was a fan of Kamala. I never was. Uh, for those that are, hey, you got a television show coming out. Yeah, I haven't I haven't read very much of her, so I don't know enough about her to drop an opinion. Um, I'll try to read some. But uh, I do appreciate that they're, they're being a little more diverse in their character base. Um, I think they know they've focused on the Avengers for too long. And that's why with the new lineup, we're getting, you know, some people that were affiliated with the Avengers and the Disney plus shows, but stuff that's going to the mainstream is going to be new characters. It's going to be a really interesting year or two for Marvel. Um, to, to see how much interest there is in characters that aren't Iron Man, that aren't Captain America, uh, you know, that aren't the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, you know, the, the the big ones that people really seem to enjoy, mm-hmm. um, the ones that that made this universe, the ones that made it as big as it is now. Exactly. Um, to s- it, 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 I don't know, man. It's almost like seeing Marvel lose those properties, like Spider Man. Um, and it's like they have to find their identity again if that makes sense Cause you're, it, yeah, you're not wrong it took a while for the MCU MCU to hit stride so is this going to be just like a weird intermittent couple of years while we wait for the next Avengers movie or what because it's it's going to be hard to play for sure if you want me to take a a stab at what you just asked i can um we're not going to see an avengers movie for quite a while because i mean you've got a team to build and feige even said it best the team will be comprised of people we already know and people we haven't even met yet so i think it's a good balance between the people we saw at the end of endgame who are going to carry the torch for the next amount of heroes and then there's some heroes that we have not seen yet. We know of them because, I mean, from other outlets, from video games to comics, hell, even your own fucking childhood, 
we've just never seen it in the MCU before. One of them that I definitely know, and the Russos even said they would love to definitely tackle the character, is my man Wolverine. Yeah. I, you know what? I am going to call that uh, Thor Love and Thunder is going to be um, Hemsworth's exit and Natalie Portman's beginning as Thor. Okay. I could see that. I, th- I think that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because how does she get Mjolnir otherwise? Yeah, most definitely. Hell, how how does she even get Mjolnir in this universe? Is she worthy? No, it's been destroyed at this point, hasn't it? Well, the thing about it is, is he took that that hammer from you know before it was destroyed, before Ragnarok ever happened. Right, took but it with it, him. but in Endgame, it was returned. Steve returned it. Damn, that's a really good question. So. You either have to go back and f- have Dinklage forge another one, <laughs> or yeah, or or nah, or you give her Stormbreaker. I don't know about that. That'd be weird. It but, would, but you know, I, I, I don't know how they're gonna do that. But I think it's gonna be Hemsworth Hemsworth's exit movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. And speaking of people exiting and people entering the MCU, the uh, the age old question: um, Who? is Keanu Reeves going to be playing, which leads into the next show that we're talking about. And I said this early when Kyle came to the house. I said he definitely can play Moon Knight. I said it. I will call it right here, right now. That would be interesting. I would love to say it. If he does not play Moon Knight, he better play Adam Warlock. One of those two characters where he can let his acting shine, I think he's got a, he's got a real good play. So Moon Knight's the second show. Kyle knows the third show that I have been holding on to so long before we decided to record for the podcast. I did not. No one saw this coming, by the way. We knew Moon Knight and Kamala Khan were going to get characters, uh, you know, like shows. Ain't nobody see a She-Hulk show from a mile away. Ain't nobody see a She-Hulk show. I jumped out of my chair. I was like, this made my damn day. Well, that was like me with Ewan McGregor. I didn't think that was going to happen. That was huge. Both of them, actually. I'll, I'll just... No one saw McGregor coming back as as uh, Kenobi, and nobody saw a She-Hulk show. Because for those that don't know, Hulk is owned by Universal. Yeah. And all of its properties, too. They own She-Hulk, too? Yep, they own She-Hulk, too. Whoa. So, like, nobody saw that one coming. So, I think what happened was, they were like, as long as you don't make movies, we're okay with this. So, it's interesting that we don't see... Universal trying to renegotiate a deal with Hulk. You never know. It might just come out. You know, like I could definitely see them maybe wanting to do something more with Hulk in the future. Maybe they. So you think we'll see Hulk out of here too eventually? Probably. I mean, after Endgame, that kind of wraps it up for him. You think? There's a lot of other stories you could talk about, though. Like you got Shang Chi and the the Legend of the Ten Rings that are coming out, right? Well, you got an enemy that's there that fought against Hulk that I would love to see. I'd love to see uh, uh, re- redeeming Hulk versus Fing Fang Foom. There you go. Like, I'd love to see that fight. I mean, you're seeing the Incredible Hulk go against an immortal fucking dragon in New York City. Yeah. That would be just epic. I know it's going to be a CG fight that Deadpool would make fun of, but I'm like, bro, that would be epic to see that. They're, those are going to be some expensive shots. Yeah, for sure. It would just be so... And then with this She-Hulk show, like, everybody who's anybody knows she's the more talkative one. She's the one that's the sassy, smart, confident She-Hulk, still a lawyer, which, of course, I wish we had the other lawyer in the MCU. Um, But my fan cast, I have this one. I don't have Moon Knight. Well, I do, but, I mean, that could be interchangeable. My definitive fan cast, before we move on to anything else, Jennifer Walters would definitely be Eliza Dushku because she voiced the character. She has a whole bunch of movies under her belt. She's just, I mean, she's fun to watch on screen. Hmm. You know? I could see it. And then for She-Hulk, and people are like, whoa, wait a minute, you'd have two actors playing the character? I'm like, well, here's the gig. The one criticism I always give about Hulk in general 
is he looks too much like Banner. You can have him have some traits, but not like to the point where you just put his head on a giant body. Yeah. Like, I'll have little criticisms, but I won't have like a big criticism like, oh, fuck this guy. Like, I won't say that. If you're going to have a second person for, you know, playing She-Hulk, and I said this too, Gina Carano would be amazing. That movie Haywire, she freaking did wrestling moves, and she's fast, and she's huge too. She was, she was part of Dare, uh, Deadpool. I was like, I like her. I think if she continues going about it, she can get herself a major role. What better movie? Mm-hmm. So that definitely that'd be my fan cast for both of those characters. Now, how would you do it? Like, are you going to do the CG style that we're, of course, used to with, like, Rocket Raccoon, where you're seeing a CG-level you know, character move about when it looks real? Or would you do it the 70s Ferrigno way? It's going to be the former. It's going to be full CG, I think. Because okay. someone did bring that up to me. They were like, because uh, I, 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 was, I was talking about the fan cast that I was wanting, and then the replies were, oh, man, you know, imagine if they did a Ferrigno 70s style. I'm like, if they merged the two, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the nature of Hulk's powers and um, its relationship with CGI is kind of inseparable at this point since the MCU. Um, I don't think we're ever going to go back to the Ferrigno days of, let's paint this guy green. Yeah. And just have him be a bodybuilder that throws shit around. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen anymore because you either, you either have CGI work with a real actor or you do full CGI and doing full CGI is easier to make the shot look more believable than trying to mess with uh, an actor and uh, set pieces. Yeah, I think the first one you said is what they'll probably do. The first one with like CG with an actor. Mm. I feel like I feel like they would do it because I can't see the 70s Ferrigno shots. I can't see it. You know, yeah. It's good for its time, but I cannot see it happen. No. No, not not in this day and age, certainly. No. But uh, other than that, um, D23 was D23. I mean, you had D23. a... D23! Whole... D23! You know. Um, I don't think I have anything else, do you? Um, no, I think we're good. Gotcha. Well, uh, just to let you guys know, once again, this is our traditional episode of Dead Bat. We will definitely have another episode, which, of course, we'll be doing an interview with uh, Grimm. So uh, if you guys want to listen to that one, you're more than welcome to. Um, but signing off, this is the Trigger Happy Chatterbox. And this is the world's greatest Detective 626. Stay golden, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. Oh, yes. We're not falling. We'll take it back to the days of yes, Charlotte. We're holding on to 